So one of the most wonderful things that has come out in this past week is the revelation that uh, from Bibi Netanyahu that Iran has indeed been lying, has been cheating, has uh, been exploring and pushing forward with its nuclear ambitions all the while, notwithstanding the Iranian deal that Obama, former president, has, uh, has reached. To which we say, you don't say. <laughs> really. I mean, it, of course, it's wonderful that Bibi Netanyahu now has the evidence and kudos to the Israeli Mossad for being able to sequester these incredible documents that show and prove that Iran has done exactly that. Uh, but, but as if you need this. You see, this is what I don't get, Ari. That the notion that dictatorships might cheat, that that is a revelation to people. That the notion that dictators lie all the time, that that is a revelation to people. The notion that dictators do horrible things and hide what they do uh, horribly to their people, that that is somehow a revelation to people in the West, meaning America and so forth. That, that surprises me. That's a shock to me, in a way, right? I mean, how long do you have to be on the planet to not figure this out? Right now, if you're young, you're 15, 16, and you, you seem to think that everything is run by the United Nations and people just need to get along, and you've, you've believed everything that uh, your book by... Uh, Howard Zinn. Howard Zinn, thank you. It teaches you about American history. You see and how oil we, companies, yeah. Yeah, all those things and, and the global warming and, and, and how could you possibly not believe in this? It's science after... I mean, I get that if you're 15 years old and you don't know better... That's by definition, you don't know better. But then you're on the planet for another five years, 10 years, 30 years, 40 years, beyond that, and you, and you still believe this crap? You still, you still think you can make a deal with a dictatorship? Really? I mean, why is that any different than making a deal with a mafia? I just, let me make that, I, I, I need to understand why you think that would be any different. You, my dear listener, as, and especially my liberal listeners, please email us. The dear listeners don't think that. Only the liberal listeners. Yes, that's and, true. And you're dear too. You're dear too. <laughs> you're all, too. Everyone's and, so very dear. But it's, I think you're making this, this narrow point that I think is spectacular, which is, okay, so you might have an inkling that this or that is either above board or not. But when you're dealing with people of this ilk... OJ and below in, uh, let's say, say, the integrity department. Why, based on the less integrity an actor has, do you need more uh, evidence beyond a reasonable doubt of their crime? Yeah, that's right. Right? Uh, this is one where you should, and I, I think your point is perfect, which is when you're dealing with Iran, North Korea, Venezuela, Cuba, Bernie Sanders, Hillary Clinton, you should just assume they're lying. Yeah. You don't even need the app to get to the fingerprints on the gun. Right. Right. The, the, they spoke. They're lying. Right. There's a there's a cute joke that you've you've heard maybe a couple of times before. How, and you can you can uh, and use this for any other uh, or fill in whatever profession or kind of person that you want. How can you tell when a lawyer is lying? Right. His lips are moving. Right. That that's the the joke. It's cute. And you could say that about politicians. I suppose you can say that about uh, I don't know whatever. Uh, but certainly you can, you, you definitely can say that about any dictatorship. Why, 
Why would they ever tell you the truth? Why would they say to you, oh, you know what? Um, we are abusing and raping our women, and uh, we are uh, engaging in horrific tortures of our people, generally speaking, and trying to starve them into submission so that we don't have uh, that difficult a time to actually rule over our people. P.S. I'm also stealing everything from my people so that I can have my uh, palatial paradise while they live in squalor. Okay? You, you think they're going to tell you that? Really? But I'll try to be better. Of course they're going to say, our people love me. I am a great river to my people, right? I, I, they voted for me 97% for, for the presidency, don't you know? Isn't that great? Of course I'm wonderful. What, what do you think? And, and then, they, then these people will tell you on the news, you know, our Saddam Hussein is a wonderful man. He takes good care of us. We will, we will cook you in your own blood, you Americans, if you ever invade us. That's what they said, right? And, and Americans actually believe that crap. But, but this is the, the essence. It's the raison d'etre of any dictatorship. They must lie. They have to lie. But the, every day they, they wake up and the first thing they think of is, how can I lie? Yeah, One how more. can I hold on to power? What lies do I have to say to hold on to power until I can get by to right. tomorrow? Right. They have, they have breakfast and they, they have lies with that. They have lunch. They have lies with that. They yeah. go to the bathroom. They have lies with that. This is, they, they live and breathe through lies. And not only that, but we know from, uh, you know, radical Islamic, uh, you know, treatises that they believe that lying is the highest form of effectuating your Sharia law, right? So, and, and I'm not surprised, by the way. I, I think it's brilliant. Of course, of course, they'll tell you, you need to deceive your way to do and do whatever it takes to get the infidel to accept Sharia law eventually. Right. Like conservatives, they have one thing in, in common with conservatives. They understand human nature too. Yeah. They use it the wrong way. Yeah. That's and they they point. take advantage of it in all the, you know, for all the evil they want to do to their advantage, but unlike the liberal anti-war left of uh, you know, American Democrat voting electorate, they understand human nature. Yeah. I got to give them that. Yeah. Well, and and they understand that that Americans are fickle, that they are not religious anymore. Uh, likewise, even more so with the Europeans, of course. And so it's no surprise that, that we can make our bold prediction, given human nature, that, that Notre Dame and other fa very famous churches will become mosques by the year 2030. I think it's a, a very reasonable uh, and terrifying, don't get me wrong, but the, the prediction is a reasonable prediction. It's a it's it reasonably made, let's put it that way, given all the circumstances, unless literally uh, Europe finds religion somehow, and they ain't going to find religion, as far as I can see. Uh, in, in the next right. uh, 12 years. Yeah, find religion and avoid conquest, neither yeah. of which will happen because yeah. you can't avoid conquest from well, a religious entity without finding your own religion first. So well, if you have no purpose in your own life, why, what are you fighting for? They don't even know what they're fighting for. They don't even believe that, that Germany has its own unique culture. They don't believe that France has its own unique culture and, and Netherlands and so forth. And, you know, what is culture anyway? And, uh, by the way, who are we to say that uh, the Muslim culture is worse than ours? It's not, uh, you know, and, and we like their food, and uh, I'm sure we just don't understand who they are. Therefore, uh, let them come in. And, and they tell us that their Allah is the same God as our God, so what do we care? And P.S., I don't even believe in God. So d no matter to me, you know, it's as if, as if you and I quibble, Ari, this, this is the way that the European thinks. The, the traditional European, the atheist European, they quibble about this as if you and I were quibbling about what, what kind of Christian nation this is. Is it a Catholic 
uh, Christian nation or a Protestant or a Mormon, I, you know, you and I wouldn't care, right? Because we love Christianity regardless, right? We How, just want to be a Christian nation. We, yeah, we, we, yeah. Thank you very much. We, we like it being a Christian nation. You know, frankly, if, the, if all the Mormons took over, I'd be fine with that. If all the Catholics took I I don't care, right? As it is, it's a potpourri of different Christian denominations. That's probably the best. But from our perspective, you know, we're not Christians of any kind. So, okay. But that's the way the atheist sees it. They see all these religions, uh, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, it's all one and the same. You, you guys, with your crazy uh, monotheistic but still unicorn god, your sky god, as they like to call it, uh, that's all nonsense. So what do I care which, which one comes in? But they ought to care because there, there, there is apparently a distinction between the two. Even Christopher Hitchens understood that, the famous atheist that he was. So uh, I, I don't know, Ari. It's, uh, it's very troublesome. Uh, this, you know, what, what's troublesome about it is that we in America were so very surprised that this was all a big farce, this Iranian deal, that they were cheating on us. Really? You're so surprised? I mean, it's like, it's like uh, you know, from the guy in the, the Casablanca. He's shocked, shocked that there's gambling going on here, right? Yeah, well, so, well, so, so we're shocked, shocked that there was nuclear ambitions going on here. That's what it is. Yeah, but that's, I think that takes one big leap that those Americans were watching Fox News, which is probably the only outlet that even covered that story. Yeah, I mean, that as soon as I heard Netanyahu's brilliant presentation, I turned to my wife and said, that ain't making the news at 11. Right. Most people are not going to hear of this. That's not going to be on the front page of the L.A. Times. Yeah, you're still right. With most, probably the most important news that you'll ever hear in your lifetime, that the country most interested in destroying everything you have and killing everyone you love is developing weapons that could accomplish that goal. Right. And this country that is fighting on our side has discovered the proof that I mean that is groundbreaking news. That you know there's always that in, that uh, dichotomy in news, what is relevant, what is topical. This is A1 plus, you know, most relevant story ever. Yes. And, uh, you know, we have Stormy Daniels and the... Uh... Well, and including the story of the dossier, the, f- the fake dossier, when the DNC actually invented crap to y- use as a justification for a warrant for the FBI to uh, invade the privacy of, uh, of a citizen. Yeah, and of course, for that story, they go, well, what's the evidence, you know? Yeah, oh, I love that. Right? Same with this oh, story. Man. Well, what's the evidence? You mean, you, you trust your government? You know, yeah. when, when did the, the, the hippies of the don't trust anyone over 30 crowd become the biggest trusters of every government, especially foreign ones that are our enemies? And this also gives uh, such a revelation to something else, how evil the anti-war movement is, because the anti-war movement is only a, 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 turn, a turn of phrase, a linguistic trick that more accurately should just be called anti-American movement. Yeah, well, that's, of course, of course. It, look, war is an uh, is ugly business. That's one thing about democracy that we are slow to war. Uh, we need to go to war more often than not than we think we do, and we are so slow to war that uh, the bad guys end up becoming emboldened and get stronger. And you know, World War II is the best example, but it's also true with Saddam Hussein. It was true with uh, the the um, the Iraqi uh, Second Iraq War. It was true with the uh, Afghanistan situation. It was true with Vietnam. It was true with the Soviet Union. They, they, it, always, it always ends up being that they grow too big. 
you never get to the point, you never start a war when you should be starting it, right? You know, we all look back now because we're talking about World War II, I suppose, and we say, gosh, you know what? Now that we know everything that happened, wouldn't it be nice if we, um, you know, Churchill and England and for that matter, all of Europe got together and just, you know, got in there and invaded Germany just at the right time when Hitler was just a little baby boy, so to speak. Not when he was a baby boy, but rather when he had only a small group of uh, nuts who were following him. We, we had them all arrested. In fact, we had them all killed and uh, done. Okay, good. And likewise, uh, it would be great if we had gone in and stopped the Bolsheviks when they were just teeny tiny and killed them all as well. Yeah, or the second um, the Taliban took control of Afghanistan, immediately invaded and said, no, that dog don't hunt. Right. And so we didn't do anything because we're slow to war, right? We don't like war. Nobody likes war. But we had to go to war. It's, it's ugly business, but you got to take care of it. And... Um, uh, things got so bad that we had we had no choice but to go to war, and then at, at a much greater loss of lives, at a much greater loss of treasure, and uh, at, at, at risk existential threat. That that's not a good thing. If we take better care of our cars than we do of our own country in that way. I think you talked about that once, maybe <laughs> well, last week even. Well, remember? well, yes, yes, that's true. But in, in a different context. We last right. week we we're talking about how you have to check in every week, but in a sense we. We, I mean, we understand that cars need to be checked. We, but we don't. And we were talking last week about our our uh, our culture more than anything else. But we really need to take care of our our country in in terms of the the threats that are coming from the outside and from the inside. Yeah, we need to identify evil right away and get rid of it. Yeah, uh, you know, and it's not an infringement on the First Amendment. If you see a professor who's advocating for violence, get rid of them. Yeah. If you see a college campus being taken care, taken over by crazies, invade it and shut it down. I mean, wh- why should you know if it's a private college like say Notre Dame or UCLA, uh, or I'm not UCLA, USC, Notre Dame, Stanford? Okay, fine, you're a private college. But if you're a college getting government money, right. UCLA, you know the UC system, Cal State system, you know Ohio State, and you see craziness there, shut off the spigot. Yeah. Yeah, you know. Well, and easier said than done because uh, it's a, it's a lot easier to do nothing than to do something. You know, think of it like a cancer. You know, you can ignore that what what appears to be a rash that's growing very uh, significantly on your on your leg, let's say, uh, or that lump in your breast, and you just say, oh, "I'm sure it's nothing. I'm sure it's just like a swelling of some kind." And the longer you wait, the more challenging it's going to be, and you might very well die. In the process, and people don't seem to get that, but they've got to get it. And and if if you don't get it, uh, you you do so at your own peril, as the, as we say in law. And uh, you know, it, it strikes me as just very very disturbing that this country can be so surprised about it. I'm glad that Bibi Netanyahu did what he did. It was apparently a 20 minute speech. It was brilliantly delivered. Uh, he was right. Trump said uh, that this vindicates everything that Trump had said about about the Iranians. Uh, that was no surprise. I, of course, he was 100% right, uh, but it, it didn't. T- that part didn't take a rocket science to figure out. You and I knew that you never make a deal with the devil. It, there is just no possible uh, good outcome that can come with a treaty with a dictator. It just has never worked. I, I don't know of any treaty that has ever worked with a dictator. Let, let's, let's actually parse this, parse this out because we know, for example, 
the Iranian deal was was ridiculous. We know that the deal that uh, Chamberlain made with Hitler was ridiculous. Yeah, we or know, Clinton with North Korea. Well, well, I was gonna say, well hold yeah. on. I was going to say, not just Clinton with North Korea, but but these little side deals that we made. And, and yes, even Bush uh, had done these kind of side deals where they more or less bribed the North Korean government to not do, the dictators, to not uh, build their nuclear facilities in exchange for a lot of money. And that never worked. Every single time it failed. I, I'm just, I'm allowing for the possibility, Ari, but I don't think I can think of anything where there's been a treaty with a dictator that has actually worked. Well, it's, it, it's all about the behavior of the actions. And what I think you're referring to is that it's never a treaty with a dictator. Unless it's totally beneficial uh, to the dictator. Well, right. A treaty with the dictator never works when the democracy makes the first move, gives them pallets full of cash, gives them uh, technology, gives them this and that. And because we've done this for you, we know you'll do the right thing later right. on. Right. Now, what works is what Trump is doing with North Korea. Hey, rocket man, fire and fury. Kiss it. Right. Suck it. <laughs> now we find out Kim is now moving American uh, hostages from the labor camps into hotels in Pyongyang, getting ready to send them home. Yeah. Okay? That works. Yeah. When the dictator knows the leader on our side has the, the um, uh, organs down under <laughs> to actually push the button, he goes, you know what? <laughs> it's Mr. Trump, you're a funny guy. I like you. You know what? I think we can work together here. That's right. Yeah, okay, Lil' Kim. I'll see you at the wall. Yeah, right? exactly right. That works because it, it shows that that dictator who, uh, look, I feel their pain. I understand what they're going through. They go to bed every night worried, am I going to wake up in the morning? Because uh, I'm, right. I'm in a country where 15 I, I million it. people want me dead. Right. And, uh, but that's not even a treaty. That's that's a threat. Right. Yeah, we're going to blow I mean. you to smithereens. Yes. Now, likewise, uh, and somebody might point out uh, eventually that, and I'm going to bring this out. What about the Israeli-Egyptian deal? What about the Israeli-Jordanian deal? Those are two that you can think of because both Jordan and Egypt are are still more or less dictatorships. They're soft dictatorships, but they're dictatorships. So it's a fair thing to bring up. In both those situations. Uh, what happened was that they they actually opened up uh, economic opportunities that didn't exist before, and that Egypt needed badly, and that Jordan needed badly. In Jordan's case, they needed water rights in a big way, so they almost had no choice. So uh, it, yes, they they'll do this in exchange for peace, uh, and plus the fact that they realize that there's just no beating Israel anymore. So and jo and Jordan was always always relatively reasonable in its its outlook. So, yes, a treaty in that sense, okay, fine. But it's only because it benefits them. They, don't, they, don't, they, they will never, and by the way, they will not honor it on the day that they discover it no longer benefits them. It's yeah. not as if they'll say, uh, well, you know what, we signed this treaty. We, we, can't, uh, we can't honor it now. Right. We, also, have to, we have to honor it now. Uh, so, and that's, that's a big problem. Um, but, you see, that's the difference. Democracies, they have a treaty. Whether that's NAFTA or uh, the, the Pacific, uh, what is it? Pacific Partners, Trans-Pacific yeah, Trans-Pacific Partners. Yeah, Trans Partners. Uh, yeah. You know, they do have NATO to. NATO is a treaty. Right. You know, they have to honor like those that. things yeah. because everything is on paper and and such. And they don't. They can't just walk away yeah, from but it. But also, these are countries. When you talk treaties, it's assuming that you're doing a deal between two countries that relatively have rule of law 
concepts. systems yeah. and concepts, right? I mean, you know, when you're dealing with one country and God knows what happens to you when you're pulled over by the whoever says they're the police, that's not the kind of country that's capable of getting involved in a treaty. Yes. They might do a deal with you in which they say, okay, we will comply with your demands. Please don't kill us, Mr. Trump. Okay. Yeah. All right, so I want to move on to a new topic, and that would be the issue of Facebook, <clears throat> Facebook deciding that it's going to be much more uh, vetting of news organizations. Censoring. Don't say that word. I'm going to censor that censor. word, censor. Um, so they're, they're, they're censoring, and they're effectively making it so that your access to conservative outlets uh, is depreciably, measurably uh, lower. And your access to liberal websites, it's higher. I, I'm sure it was just the luck of the draw. I mean, that, that's probably just the way it yeah, happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. you know, because yeah. they've decided who is, uh, you know, who's Yeah, because that their meeting is BuzzFeed, Newsweek, New York right. Times, Wall Street Journal, right. uh, ABC, NBC, CBS, MSNBC, right. and CNN. Somehow Fox, Breitbart, Gateway Pundit aren't at the meeting. Right. right. So here, here we go. So this is from BuzzFeed News. Facebook has begun to rank news organizations by trust, Zuckerberg says. Um, And the subtitle is, a responsibility, quote, to find common ground, unquote. Yeah, common ground. Yeah, whatever that means. Okay, so so you you decide what, what stories to pick up. You know that's that's not per se you know misstating the facts, but it of course is it's uh, it's it's reporting by omission. And this example of the Iranian uh, the discovery of the Iranian situation, uh, how they've been lying and everything else, well that's you know that that's something that you would not necessarily cover. Why 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 cover that, my friend? It would lead to divisiveness. Yes. and diversity is our that's strength. Right. And, <laughs> yeah, and also I don't know if it's in that version of the story, but there there are two people hired that are very interesting helping Facebook do this. Right. The, the head of this division of Facebook is none other than former CNN anchor Campbell Brown, well-known liberal woman anchor. Right. You think she's not part of mainstream media with a bias against uh, alternative conservative sources? No, not at all. And then the other person who was hired to assist all this is former Attorney General Eric Holder's law firm. Right. You think there's, there's of course, no liberal bias there. Don't be silly. <laughs> Well, all right. So uh, they have uh, – here are the things that they're saying. This is interesting. That they've developed uh, an algorithm of sorts, uh, and they say that we've deployed AI tools, artificial intel- intelligence tools, that have taken down tens of thousands of accounts. And this is what I love about the, the liberals, right? Yeah. The left. Just like global warming, you know, because it must be accurate because computers are telling you this. Computer modeling has said that we are going to all die uh, in 50 or 60 years, unless you do something right now. You hear me pounding the table, yeah. right? Yeah, so, acoustics. <laughs> you like that, folks. <laughs> that was me pounding on the table. Yeah. All right. So, so but, but all this, this faith in the computers, right? And, and so it is with the same thing. We've developed this AI program. Oh, well, then, if, I, who can argue with AI? I mean, why not just have AI do all your uh, judicial court systems, right? I mean, that's, that's fine. You feed in the facts as you describe them, and uh, the other side will feed in the facts as they describe them. 
and uh, to the extent that you think certain law applies, the way you you argue that, and then it'll go beep 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 like like a Star Trek computer, and uh, this Star Trek type computer will spit out a judgment, a decision, if you want, and a sentence. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Okay. Yeah, and you know what? Why I'd not? be totally down with that as long as liberal lunatics weren't programming the AI. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah, but but he, he is it's such a lie. Yeah. They, they make you seem as if it's uh, somehow it's so neutral. Well, what are you talking? This is science, my friend. Yeah, no one, no one is measure is is fraudulently entering the temperatures no incorrectly. That, no one is possibly it's, it's affecting possible. the algorithm I incorrectly. Of, I can't even think of how it might be biased, my friend. Right. I, what are you talking about? I, 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 this thing about you putting you, you say that the thermostats are, are pushed closer to the to the uh, housing uh, agencies which are to report on them because they're too lazy to go out uh, the mile that they're required to go out. I, I doubt that, friend. No, 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 no. That, yeah, government hey, workers science, are not lazy at all. How dare you in, insinuate right. the no, laziness of the government workers? Well, but nor do they have any bias, my friends. They are in it just for the truth, my friends. You, you cynical <laughs> bastards who are listening to this show. I can't believe you listen to this show. What? You're so cynical. Just accept our artificial, artificial intelligence. Submit. Submit. Where have we heard that phrase before? Uh, everywhere from things bad happening from <laughs> Sodom and Gomorrah to uh, Adolf Hitler's or Germany. To, or to radical Islam. And to, of course. The very definition yeah. of Islam is submit. So, you know, don't question but we question, you know, and, and this is what I love about being conservative is that we conservatives question all the time. They they believe that they question. They have no idea what questioning really means. Right. And by the way, why don't you define we what debate. Israel means while we're at it? Ah, yes. I'm glad you asked. Uh, Israel means struggle with God. Or to confront God or to wrestle with God. Wrestle. Yeah, literally means wrestle. Yeah. That's true. So uh, one says submit <laughs> to the overlord. Right. The other says Struggle, struggle, wrestle, yep. confront. Right. Hmm. <laughs> I see a huh. difference coming on here. Yeah, I think I think there's a difference <laughs> right. in mentality. Right. But somehow the religious ones are uptight Nazis. Yeah, we're, we're the one. We're the simpletons. Yeah. We're the ones who don't think. You understand? We go to church on Sundays to evaluate ourselves and look deeply within. Also, synagogue, of course, on Saturdays. And uh, all to, for the purpose of improving ourselves to learn about what it means to be a good citizen, what it means to uh, love thy neighbor, what it means to honor thy parents, and so forth. And we, we take apart different stories to see how it was interpreted and to take it with us when home and to think this through. But no, no, no. These liberals are far smarter. The ones who don't do this at all, you understand. You submit to yeah. what they're told on right. MSNBC. Right. They submit. Yeah. And, and, and you almost can't blame them because they, their, their heads are empty. They're vacuums, right? And, you know, as you know, history and for that matter, reality always abhors a vacuum. So you, you need to have a leader. You need to have somebody who's telling you the news, who's telling you how to think more importantly. And if, if it's not your church and it's not your synagogue, if it's not your community of elders, as it were, then you're going to go to MSNBC, and they'll tell you what to think. They'll be all the more happy to, to tell you what to think. Surprise. Surprise. And, and this is why when the, so many people, so many on the left, can so easily believe that a deal with Iran, a deal with North Korea, a deal with whatever your, your dictator du jour is, that that somehow is a reasonable thing. They, can, they actually believe that, Ari. They, they I mean, that's the thing I wanted to take away from the first part of our, our show, 
is how people thought that this could possibly work. That, that was the, the human interest story of my mind. Uh, I, I would like to, you, you know how they have human interest stories at yeah. uh, 60 Minutes or whatever. Okay, and the last part of the segment is, yeah, here's a cute human, here's, here's a, a man who rescues dogs for a living and he does it in his own different way and he, he's a dog whisperer and let's, let's give it to Johnny uh, Sim, uh, you know, Simpson who uh, is doing a great job today and, and let's have you back again. Oh, I'd be delighted to. Right? Humans, human interest stories. Okay, so I would like to do a human interest story to, to study people who can believe this crap. Like now these people have just been told that a contract, a deal with uh, dictatorships, will work, and uh, they are ever so hopeful. And uh, let's let's talk to one of these people, Frank. I'm interested in the brighter future promised by Leader Khamenei. I think that we can have a nice, peaceful t- summit, and uh, I think that he has a lot to offer. You know, in Iran, they grow wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Well, there you have I like it. pistachios. There, there have you, you have ever it. had pistachio ice cream? <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Frank. <laughs> uh, we, we have, this is really fascinating, you know, we, and you see, my friends, how these people think of it. And that's, I would like a human answer story to see, just to talk to the man on the street, to get into his mind of how we could believe this crap. I think it's so great that OJ is out of prison so he can finally resume the search for the real killers. I think Ari has gone too far off the reservation. No, it's the same thing. He's taking taking this a little too far. (sighs) Snap out of it. Wham, wham. (laughs) That's right. I think I've hypnotized him or something, and I can't get him out, folks. (laughs) He's a good man. He was a good man, at least. Yeah. <laughs> now he's lost in his in his liberal trance. He's been hypnotized so badly. Nicholas Maduro. Oh, my I job. Mean, I, can't I, I, believe... did, I did too good a job in hypnotizing right. him. I Go. can't believe he went from bus driver to leader of the nation of Venezuela. <laughs> supplying, you know, they used to supply all this oil that was used for global warming. And now they're the leader in the solar um, energy business. And they have free health care for all. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the crap you hear. Uh, it is the crap you hear. Uh, God, how they believe this. That I, th- see, that's what fascinates me. I, I, <laughs> I, I study people. I mean, I study people for a living in many ways, right? I got to figure out what, what they're saying on the uh, other side of, of the phone call when it comes to my opposing counsel and to try to ferret out things during a deposition and such. So you, you have to study people. And I'm, I'm fascinated how somebody could delude themselves so badly, right? I mean, a lot of the people that I take depositions of, the, the bad guys, the people on the other side of the case, they're, they're, they're deluded, really. They, they believe that it was okay for them to steal $2 million from their former employer, right, and their company. And they don't understand why their employer is so upset about this. You know, uh, you know. Frankly, you know, uh, they did a lot of work, and they, yeah. they deserve it. And they were going to get those stock options. If, and so why so yeah. why not just pay themselves ahead of time? Frankly, I, I'm not paid enough of you know the two million dollars. What are you talking about, Charlie? There, there wasn't even two million dollars in the till. You took it from my personal <laughs> bank account. No, that doesn't matter. Yeah, but but it's the it's not just the the delusions. It's that they self delude. Do you think it's on the spectrum of, of mild, if not severe, mental illness, though, is an explanation for it? Or is it because, you know, I study these things, too. And I, what I find most interesting about this is if you watch the behavior of different species of animals, from a cockroach or an ant in your house 
or in a restaurant or on the floor, to the behavior of birds, squirrels, you know, the common animals you see, you know, pigeons. None of these animals act so stupidly, not within their own self-interest, right? You know, there's that line from Seinfeld, I thought we had to deal with the pigeons. They're supposed to protect their self-interest and not get run over, right, yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Most of them don't get run over. Right. If you try to run over yeah. a pigeon, most likely it'll fly away. It, it's showing a dumb pigeon is smarter than these deluded liberals. Right. They're deluded. And and because they want to believe something so badly. And, and it's such a good example of, you know, we, we brought this up a, a few weeks ago where, you know, from radio, <laughs> for Road Warrior, right? You yeah. Know, and, and then Humongous says, just go away. We won't hurt you. I think we should take his tail. <laughs> That's right. And then he says, he seems like a reasonable man. <laughs> he might even give us a shrimp on the body. <laughs> but you get the... No, that's yeah. what they said. But, right. but they said he seems like a reasonable man. Yeah. And it's like, like no, he's not. He's going he's gonna to eat you. Literally. After he rapes all your women. I mean, it's really it's so crazy what they... What, what they, these people believed, and and we in the theaters are shaking our heads. Don't go there. Don't do it. Don't trust him. Humongous. He's a bad guy, right? But when it comes to the real, the real life, with monsters who are far worse than Mister Humongous, right? Kim uh, King Jong Un and uh, the mullahs of Iran. Somehow we can deal with them. They're reasonable people. Yeah. I mean, come on. Come on. seriously. So so you have to. You know, it's it's not that these people have a mental disease. No, it's that these people are imbibing a mental disease. Okay, there's a difference. They're taking it in. They're breathing a mental disease, and you can you can acquire all sorts of diseases if you go seek it out. Yeah, right? if, you or, try, if, you if you try, if you try to catch cancer, good news, you'll, you'll, you'll catch it. it. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, and look, if you expose yourself enough to the sun, if you eat uh, poorly enough. If you breathe some asbestos dust, smoke sure. some cigarettes, you know, and, and uh, put lead paint all over your house, good chance you'll get cancer in five years. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, no problem. You can, yeah. you can seek it out. Or, you know, or you can be so negligent uh, in such a way that, indeed, you will uh, contract these terrible diseases. Okay? So, but, but so that's the way it is with liberalism. You, you, are, you are running to a, a like a moth to a flame. That's what that's what it is. A moth to a flame. So bright and flickery. It's so interesting. So beautiful, right? Yeah. But you get there and it burns you. And that is the liberal, the moth to the flame. And I, I, I'm shocked that people still believe it. But in a sense, I, I now I kind of understand it. You know, it's so much harder to believe that the world is wicked, that there is evil at all in the first place. So they they. But they'd rather just not look to it. Every single one of these liberals believes in nonsense of some kind or another. And, and if they believe in global warming, well, that's, that's the easy way to, to show that they believe in nonsense. But they believe in nonsense in every other way, too. They believe that, um, that every Republican is, is, a, is a racist, that they believe that they're not racist. <laughs> they believe that affirmative action will ever work. They believe that minimum wage will work. They believe all the crap that... That, that it will work, even though it never has worked in, in the entire Liberal Party's history. And yet, there they are. So that's delusion. And that's, that's what fascinates me about Bibi Netanyahu's speech, because we're seeing that, first of all, that he even had to do this. I think he changed some minds. Don't get me wrong. I think, but, but the fact that he changed minds at all 
That's what fascinates me. Yeah, what what might need a changing? Right. Yeah, uh, I, I guess we and, were wrong after all. Yeah, I guess those those guess bloody that, uh, Iranians were, were really at it, and they, they really had they pulled one over us, and and you know what? I think some minds were changed, but I, I think very few. I think the diehard liberals, when if you were to propose, you know, present this to them, they'll say, "Well, I don't believe it. I think this is uh, just made up by the Israelis." Yeah, you know the Israelis kill Palestinian babies. That's they're right. Baby oh, yeah, there must be baby killers. Uh, so let's give money to Planned Parenthood, but so they're baby killers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but 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 they they think that Israel and America are in cahoots with one another. In fact, it's the Israel lobby that's taking over America, no less. So you know, uh, we can't possibly believe them, and they're just leading us into war. Yeah. So no, you know, but but this is what happens with, and and then the Jews who are supportive of the Progressive Party, they're having a tough time, a really tough time. Because they're very pro-Israel on the one hand, and then their whole party is saying some, such horrible things about Israel. To which I always say, why are you in this party? Why? I, you know, the Republican Party is the one that embraces Israel. Well, you know, I'm uh, socially liberal. Oh, yeah. Fiscally yeah. conservative, socially liberal. Yeah, I love that. Well, we talked about that a right. couple of weeks ago, too. Meaning, I, let's translate. You have a head injury. Right. I, by the way, I met a very lovely woman at a um, uh, sponsorship. Sorry, what am I saying? A donor... Uh, event, and I, I won't name names or anything. But she was a lovely woman. She's very pro-Israel, so good stuff. And she wanted to uh, pursue funding for her new organization. What she's done, by the way, without any money so far, is really incredible. Uh, she's just one of these people that gets things going, right? And she came up with this uh, this organization designed to. Um, Bring attention of, of the wonders of Zion, of, of Israel, and, and make pro- other progressives realize how wonderful Israel is. Yeah, <laughs> thought, good luck. Good luck. And, and she, you know, she showed a very nice video of these people you know, who are in a pro-abortion rally, for example, who are showing pro-Israel signs at the same time, and a couple of people come up and shake their hands. Okay, well, great. You know, they, they are so happy to have a pro-Israel propaganda pro- tool in an abortion in, rally. In, in yeah. an abortion rally. And I thought, doesn't it mean something to you that you feel like you have to do this in your in your leftist organization? Yeah. Maybe there's a cancer going on here and you're in the, the bad guy ship, right? Yeah, you're part of the tumor, not the host. Right, you're yeah. in the tumor. You're in the tumor, yeah. right? The tumor that's killing all of America and you think it's good. <laughs> but you, maybe you ought to go out. Because and, and there's a reason why more and more Jews are leaving the the Democratic Party. Yeah. By the, by the way, a ton of people are leaving. I, I gave you a, uh, a text, I believe, earlier. No, an email earlier to our kind of conservative group, uh, explaining why I think there are many more conservatives in our elementary school. For example, the the school that we have our kids at. And for that matter, many other Jewish high schools and so forth. Yeah, and why the the Democrats are on this massive uh, pre-voter registration drive to register young people who are 16 and 17, not yet 18, but get them registered. So when they turn 18, they're already registered to vote. So they've registered 100,000 people. But only like 38%, 38% are re- – this is in California – are yeah. registering as Democrats. In California. Far below what they think <laughs> the average of Democrat registration is. Like, oops. Yeah. <laughs> Don't. Maybe that wasn't a good idea. <laughs> palm, you know, whatever. What do you call it? Palm head? Face palm. Face palm, yeah. Yeah. So uh, – fascinating. Uh, so, so that's one thing. 
But and part of the reason why I know this so well that that so many there are so many conservatives in our school, and this is a Jewish school, mind you, a a reform slash conservative Jewish school. So you would expect this to be, especially in West Los Angeles, to be as you know significantly uh, Jew, uh, liberal. No, not so not so much. And how do I know? Because I'm a radio show host, and this podcast people know that I am conservative. So I don't hide it, right? I'm, they know I'm Mr. Here's Barack Lurie. Yeah, he's now of the he's closet. That, he's that guy. Flaming. Yeah, <laughs> flaming conservative. Flaming confirmed bachelor conservative. Right, right? exactly yeah. right. I, so I don't hide anything here. I don't kind of mince my words. I, you know, I, I, I think my words are, I don't swear. You know, I, I do a lot of things. I think I make my point clear. But damn it, they know I'm a conservative, right? <laughs> right. So, so when I call up the school... Uh, and talk to the teachers. I get this. Don't tell anybody. But I'm a conservative also. Now I won't. I won't name names. But by golly, there are a lot of teachers there who are conservative, and administrators who are conservative. And guess what? A lot of parents too. Far more than people think. Yeah, far above the uh, voter registration ratio percentages. Yes, that, that you are would think. Commonly reported for the most of the last few elections in California, which basically say that conservatives haven't been voting in the numbers that they actually could vote in because they just haven't felt um, that was worth their while to even bother. Right. But the election of Trump might be changing that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Let's uh, let's talk about one last thing before we go, and this is speaking about the uh, about the election of Trump and the re-election of Trump. Um, the the thing that I find very fascinating is all these predictions of the left that there will be a slaughter in 2020, and for that matter, maybe even a slaughter in 2018 with oh, the midterm the, elections. the big blue wave, the blue wave, the blue wave. Here we come. Here we come. Here we come with a blue wave. <laughs> all right, all right. That's so, blue, B-L-U-E, yes, spelled B-W-U-E, blue. 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 <laughs> Don't be blue. Uh, they'll, they'll be blue after 2018. And black no, and blue. Okay, so, so let's, let's make some predictions because we're getting you know, far enough away from the November elections um, to be bold uh, and not so far away that we're just totally guessing. I think, I think that I mean California is one thing. It's always its own. It's sweet generis, as they say. But I, I would say that we're going to have much more of a hold on the Republican base than the Democrats think. I don't think we'll lose as many seats as the Democrats think. They're, they've always been wrong. Um, the the Trump wave is still very strong. And by golly, uh, I think people are very happy with, with, with what Trump has done. He's definitely exceeded expectations almost on every level. Um, he's been tough on immigration. He's been very good with Israel. The economy has been soaring. Unemployment uh, has been its, at, at its lowest level uh, on all levels that you can imagine. The stock market, of course, is doing very well as well. Um, we, we've trounced North Korea. We've uh, browbeaten Ch- China down as well. We've put uh, Russia at bay. We've beaten uh, Syria. Uh, we've taken serious action against their... We've actually enforced our red line with them. And, of course, we've overall uh, improved our relationship with all of our very strong allies, including England and, uh, and Israel. So 
I, I think they're going to have a tough time. And oh, oh, did I mention that more people are having more money in their pockets every month? Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, here's the Democrats' message. I know Trump's been really good for you, but you really should put a stop to it. <laughs> That's their yeah. message. Uh, that's not going to play. I, I don't know what it's they're going to— uh, But it's just they don't have nothing. Yeah, look, no. the stock market tanks tomorrow. That's a different story. But if, if it were—if we have more or less the same going on as we have right now, right now, I think we, we keep our Republican base in 2018, and uh, Donald Trump is an easy re-election. Yeah, well, what I, I think is missing from everyone's conventional wisdom is how angry— People in big cities are Democrats. Yeah. There's a rage in California, in Los Angeles, and San Francisco. San Francisco especially, and Chicago and, and New York. And Los Angeles because of the homeless problems yeah. in, in these two cities. And then the just the, the, the squalor in New York. I mean— why do people, the, by, by, by the way, why do people—why do politicians, I should say, why do politicians think that by having all these homeless people all over the place, shooting up heroin in front of children— by the way, and to say nothing of the smells, right? Yeah, and spreading and the, garbage and the, everywhere. And the dangers and the disease and everything. Yeah. Why do they think this is not a surefire recipe to lose seats for the Democrats? I, I don't get that. I mean, like— Well, it's, because, it's very simple because they think the media won't cover it. But see, the homeless issue is a different issue because it's right in front of our faces. Oh, I see. Okay. Understand? Uh, fair media, media will run their super stories. Yeah, the homeless encampment here was moved, and now these evil Orange County supervisors aren't giving them a housing, right? Yeah, you know, the whole yeah, yeah. liberal thing. But the thing is, the average voter who might be liberal, might be conservative, walks around with their kids on the streets and sees the garbage, the smell, yeah, the needles, and goes— Someone is screwing up at City Hall. Right. We got to change this. Yeah. You know, it's it's as if they're trying. I mean, if if you wanted to make your let's say you're on the single, you're a single guy, and you're trying to make yourself as unattractive as possible, <laughs> right? It's not that hard, right? No, you, you just you, quit showering. Wait, hold on, you know. you, you, yeah, you quit showering. You never shave. You, you don't comb your hair. You don't use deodorant. You're you describing me, <laughs> but I'm married. So. You wear you wear beat up old T-shirts. You slump as you walk. Uh, you know, you, you don't take care of your hygiene, generally speaking, right? You certainly don't yeah. wear any any nice clothing, uh, right? And you make sure to lose your job and make it clear that you don't have any job at all. So, uh, yeah, he says, why, why are you talking about me? Yeah, why are you talking about me? Uh, I'm doing pretty well relative to right. that. Yeah, that's right. That's right. We, but we love Ari. Right. Anyway, some, somehow I'm attracted to you. I don't know. Not that there's anything wrong with that. <laughs> anyway, but the point is that's that's effectively what the Democratic Party is doing, right? I mean, right. What, you know, you, th you you would think someone on their team would say, eh, "Guys, guys, yeah, this is not looking good. Uh, <laughs> can we just clean up the homeless? What are you talking about? They're our best constituency." <laughs> so, right. Anyway, uh, there, there's so much to this. This the one theme, if we can, of of this entire podcast is. We just don't get it. We we don't get how you guys believe your own crap. That's the theme. Isn't that fair? Yeah. All right. I'm Barack Lurie. Thanks for listening. And we'll talk with you next week. 